If you've listened to us before, you know we start off with a sketch with impressions that are funny or terrible or really both. We'll have plenty of fun on this episode, but I'd like to start off a little different this time, given the the global movement for racial justice and police accountability we've really seen take off over the last couple weeks. You may not know the story of the 1961 St. Bonaventure squad, the first Bonas team to make the NCAA tournament. This is an excerpt from a story by Brian Moritz in the BV in 1998. At the 1961 NCAA tournament in North Carolina, the Brown Indians experienced the ugliness of segregation firsthand. At the place we stayed at, the four of us weren't able to eat in the same room as everyone else, Tom Stith said. The four of us were told that we had to go and eat in the back room. The four black players walked to the back room to eat with their white coaches and teammates proudly walking alongside them. We were a team, Tom Stith said. We couldn't eat in the main room, so no one did. The discrimination continued during their game against Wake Forest. At the place, they booed us unreal, Tom Stith said. The Wake Forest coach, when the ball would go out of bounds, he would hold it, so we couldn't inbound the ball. It's also believed the 1960 team turned down an NCAA bid and went to the NIT because going to the NCAA tournament meant the team would have to stay in separate, segregated hotels. I'm not telling you this to paint Bonas as a racial utopia. Anyone who sees our demographics knows we have work to do. I wanted to share this with a generation that may have no idea what happened to our fellow Bonnies who fought against the evils of racism in a fight we are all still in 60 years later. It can't be said enough. Black lives matter. Enjoy episode 11 of SB Unfurled and Friends. Welcome everybody to SB Unfurled and Friends episode 11. We're starting to see some more sports coming back, more than just Korean baseball. We got some German soccer, some English soccer, and of course, hopefully, some TBT basketball. Bana commenter here with SB Unfurled. How are you feeling about, you know, starting to see some more things coming back? It's been good. Um, I, I miss sports quite a bit, I'm sure like everyone else, um, just trying to stay busy. We, I mean, our sport, were sports really ever gone when we um, were able to kind of unsuccessfully dominate the sports simulation landscape with March 2K20? Are we going to talk about that? I don't <laughs> know if we should talk about that. <laughs> just, no. just saying, we, uh, we, uh, we're gonna we're gonna plead the fifth or the third. I think I heard the third amendment's coming back. Anyways, uh, before we get into the basketball tournament, and we got a really really special friend joining us uh, coming up in a few minutes here. Well, some of the biggest news from the Bonnies in the last couple weeks has been the tournament that we're going to be playing in in 2021. Do you want to go ahead and explain some of it? Yeah, the Charleston Classic, and we had Matt Papano on, um, director of basketball operations, for our last podcast about a month ago, and he said. 
during that that interview that he is in discussion with not not just a great tournament for next year, but also the year after. And we saw what one of those was um, since since we had him on, and it's the Charleston Classic. He didn't um, want to give us that exclusive. That would have been nice. I mean, he told yeah. us that they're looking at new uniforms, but I don't think that's the same <laughs> as uh, hearing about that tournament. So we could have right. scooped everybody. Right, oh, well. right, right. Um, they they did announce six of the eight teams. There's some there's some great teams, and that's what we wanted to see. Um, Marquette, West Virginia, Clemson, Temple, Boise State, and St. Bonnet, and they still have two more to add. So that's a year where we're definitely going to be looking for an at-large. We're going to want those resume boosting wins um early in the year you know get get those shots at some p5 teams it's it's three games i think it goes thursday friday sunday the week before thanksgiving charleston's you know a, a great city too to visit so hopefully i, I know bona fans will turn out for that and that's just it's a great addition to the 2021 schedule yeah i have heard charleston's pretty dope and also it's a pretty short drive for all of our bonnies in charlotte compared to you know going up north or you know we can't even drive to the virgin islands unless you got a one of those duck boats (laughs) but i think with um this tournament you got quite a few good programs that are consistent like marquette's Usually, if they're not always ranked, they're they're always flirting with being ranked. Same with West West Virginia. We know about Temple from their time in the A10, and they've kind of gone a little bit back in the American Conference, but um, they're still pretty solid. And and Clemson and Boise State have, you know, every now and then in the last couple of years, they've had a pretty strong season. Uh, I think we we actually played. We didn't play, but we had both of those in the Cayman Islands tournament, which we don't want to talk about. We actually did play Boise State. We played right? Boise. Yeah, we played Boise. Yeah. State, yeah. But yeah, it will be interesting to see who those final two teams are. We're going to guess that somebody from the Colonial is going to be in there. Maybe it's Hofstra, which we always have a good time with Hofstra. Um, It won't be Charleston because Charleston is going to be playing in their own tournament next year. And you can't play in the same tournament in four years. Like you have to wait four years. So um, another interesting thing about this Charleston tournament is this upcoming season. VCU is supposed to be playing in it. So that'll be something to look out for. Although... That's hopefully going to be at the same time we're in the Virgin Islands. Yeah. Starting lineup, by the way, uh, for the game against Boise State, I, I that's piqued my interest because that <laughs> Cayman Islands Classic, was a, it was a very dark time for Bonham Was that the fans. second game of the tournament? Uh, yeah, I believe so. We opened with Georgia State. Yeah. We had Kyle. I mean, Kyle Lofton, you see him in the starting lineup, and you're like, well, what's wrong with that? Of course, he's he's a great point guard, but this was like one of his first games as a freshman, remember? Um, right. So he had like no college experience. Lofton, Chef, Poiser, Alpha, and Amadi were our starting lineups. And then Ooh. Caputo, Oshun, and Jason Lee, a walk-on, came in off the bench. So like we were dealing with Stockard and Griffin injuries, and Welch was injured for that too. Um, Lofton and Oshun were still very young freshmen. So I don't want to get too far into that, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like the, some of the lineups we rolled out in that tournament. Um, that was rough. That was rough. A lot yeah. of injuries, 72, 52 Boise state beat us. Uh, so, um, no, that was in gross. the consolation second round. So yeah, that it was the second of three games. That was the yeah. absolute bottom. We actually didn't do as badly in the third game against Akron as I thought we would, but, but we went, yeah, we went from that to like a run through Brooklyn in the, in the eight ten tournament. And like, so close to, getting in like the the guys pulled it together you know some teams would after that 
display would kind of fold and the season might be a little lost. But, you know, Stockard and Griffin were great leaders and pulled the guys together. And, like, we completely rebounded that year. Got a double yeah. buy. Let's let's not relitigate the Cayman Islands Classic. Let's meet our newest friend. <laughs> Everyone, we would like to welcome our newest friend to SB Unfurled and Friends and the first friend who is also an official player for the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. You know him, Oshun Oshunyi. Oshun, thank you for hopping on the pod with us. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So this obviously hasn't been the normal offseason uh, for, for many reasons. So, I mean, you guys aren't, you aren't able to be on campus. How are you... Um, you know, stay in condition. How are you, have you been able to, you know, develop your game, keep in condition? Um, what are you, what are you working on now that this is so, so much different than what you're used to? Uh, as of right now, I just been, um, working out as best I can with my team. We, have, we work out over zoom a lot, but, uh, just trying to like stay in shape best I can running, like running around my neighborhood and, uh, just doing like whatever I can as far as workouts. I haven't really been able to get into a gym to shoot and stuff, but, just trying to stay in shape as best I can as far as lifting and running. So you Does Coach working? Fisk have the same effect over Zoom as he would in the weight room? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he does. Same, same effect, still um, as loud as he can be. I was for some reason picturing like Schmidt, like Tony Horton and P90X, like hosting workouts like through Zoom for all the players for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not ideal, but I mean, yeah. you got to do what you got to do in times like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely. What what aspects of your game are you trying to develop right now between your sophomore and junior year? Uh, just try to get like step out more. You know, try not to just be inside and in the post as much. Try to step out and be able to shoot a jump shot, or at least consistently make a jump shot uh, this coming year. So that's kind of my plan. But at the same time, putting on weight and uh, just developing my game all around. Yeah, it seems like the the NBA for and other levels of basketball are developing more big men who can step out and knock down threes and other outside shots. So that's definitely something you want to evolve with. Um, are there any big men that you're looking at to, uh, to model your game at, whether it's in the past or even now, like, anything uh, like that? Honestly, I just try to, like, I watch all big men and try to see what they do best and how they help their team. And then just see things that I can take from their game and try to put it into my game as best as I can to try to be an all around big man. Yeah. I remember, I think Andrew Nicholson said like he used to watch a video of Hakeem Olajuwon. So, um, you know, getting the footwork down and all that. So we were definitely curious if there was any bigs that you specific bigs that you kind of emulated. Take us back. I'm really interested, like, that first Wednesday. I think we were going to play on Thursday, that Wednesday that everything went down. One of the craziest days I can remember, the Rudy Gobert stuff and the NBA getting canceled and, like, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. You guys are in Brooklyn. I mean, some of our fans are already on their way there. Can you remember, like, that night and then that day when we were about to play a game? Like, what what were you thinking about? What was going on? Can you can you um, stories you remember? I remember. So we were we were all like we were still getting prepared, like you know, getting ready to play. We get, just got through our scout and everything like that, and we're in the room just we're like laying down, relaxing, and just you know, I'm well, I am I'm laying down, relaxing, everything like that. And then we're all, like our teammates, and we're all talking, and we're like, you know, with everything going down, like we might 
be able to play one game and then they might shut the whole thing down, but we don't know. But uh, we, we're, I'm laying in my room and then I see the whole thing with the NBA go down. And we're like, all right, so if the NBA is going down, they might have us go down too. And then the next morning we wake up and we're going through the same game plan, you know, wake up, breakfast, morning scout, getting ready to play and laying in our rooms. And then I get a text from uh, our manager. We have a meeting downstairs. And once I got that text, we all realized, yeah, we're not going to play and they, they canceled the tournament. So it was like we were ready. Like I was, we were all focused and ready to go and then got the text and that was it. So were you guys actually in the Barclays? Because I remember watching on NBC Sports because I canceled my trip at the last minute because of uh, because I, I figured it wasn't going to happen once the NBA canceled. Uh, were you we, guys actually in the Barclays Center? Because VCU and UMass were like 10 minutes so from tipping we off. Actually like, we were like an hour before we were about to leave. We were like, we got the text. So we were getting ready to go. Wow. Like, we, we were pack, like I was packing my stuff, like my game stuff, everything, getting ready to go. And then that's when we got the text. And so, I mean, how did it feel to have the season just kind of end like that? Because we were building up some steam towards the end, but the last taste in our mouths was the the loss to St. Louis. Yeah. And then there's no way to answer to that. Uh, I mean, we were all upset, like a, a lot, especially we, I felt bad for Amadi being that was his last game that he ever got to play in the uniform. Yeah. So we were all upset and, you know, we still had that sort that that sour taste mark from St. Louis. So we were like, we were looking forward to playing that first game against uh against Mason, and then hopefully getting past that and try to get you know revenge against uh, St. Louis. But just how it all went down and how we were getting ready to go to the uh, the game and get ready to play and then get that text saying hey meeting and then figuring out the game was canceled. It was just kind of like a lot of emotions, like just feeling bad for Marty, you know, being upset, wanting to play, and then all that i know yeah. we kind of helped you out with one little thing that we put together uh unfurled do you want to ask him about uh how he was able to find our little little way of making up for the a10 tournament getting canceled right. <laughs> we didn't yeah we didn't get to see the a10 tournament play out like we wanted but we did get to see it simulated on 2k <laughs> You were, it was so great, like Oshun, and I think it was, is that your sister, like family members? Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah. actually one of my teammates, I think uh, Alpha Coley had like sent the video of like, I think like the pre, when the rosters were not fully like set up, you, did, like, you guys did a stream one time and it wasn't like set up and you sent the video of it and I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, like this is actually like, like cool. Like I, I play 2K a lot. So seeing like kind of myself in a video game was kind of fun. So when I saw that you guys were doing it again, I was like, oh, I definitely have to watch this. And my, my <laughs> brother, I got, like, I was really, like, telling everybody, like, yo, like, tune in on YouTube. They're streaming the A-10 tournament, da 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 My sisters were there. My brother was there. Everyone, everyone was just, like, having a good time and just laughing about it. My favorite yeah. part was when um, you complained to us. Not complained, but you, you pointed out accurately that we, we did not have the right knee brace on because <laughs> I think those are the pre-game or the preseason um, – the preseason settings for your, your, you know, your appearance. So we didn't have all of your gear on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Like we love watching you. I think I can speak for all of the, all the bond of faithful, like you're so fun to watch, but also like your family gets so into it and they go to games. I remember seeing them in the bar center. Uh, yeah, they, when... travel, they travel a lot. My, I think my family has been to more away games than home games, home games, because like where I live at in New Jersey, like, Richmond, VCU, Mason, those are all like 
a lot closer than driving six hours to Bonner. So Philly schools. They, they, yeah, so they, they actually – they've been to more away games and home games, and when they travel, they travel and they my, – my youngest brother, he loves it. He's always involved in everything like that. Yeah, I think I saw them in, like, the Pittsburgh game, too, uh, against Duquesne. Mm-hmm. So, what – say uh, we got a, a recruit coming in and Schmidt wants you as, you know, one of the team leaders to give your pitch. Why – why St. Bonaventure? Why is this place special? What's what's so great about the school and the program? Like, what would you pitch to a, an incoming recruit um, about? You know, why why you love it here? Uh, I pitch how I came how I came about coming here and how I felt at home. I got that at at home feeling because, like me, I've always been around home and never was really away from home. So I wanted to go to a place where I felt comfortable and felt like, you know, like I wouldn't be like homesick. So Bonas, like I got that feeling of being at home. And when I met, I got my visit, I met Courtney and LD and Amadi. And uh, I think I met Dries too. And it was just, uh, they, they kind of treated me like I was already a player on the team. I didn't get treated like I was like a young guy. I was like, Oh, you're on the team. Like I, it was just a really good feeling. And I never got to watch a game, but I, I remember watching before I, I they were, I think before Bonas was even recruiting me, I remember I was scrolling through my TV and and I I actually saw the Davidson game, and and I saw the Rhode Island game. Ooh, and Wait, I'm like, the, the ones out at the Riley Center, right? Yeah, at the Riley Center. Yeah, the Riley Center games. And I'm like, this I'm like that's a packed house. And I'm like, these are like really good games. This is way before Bonas was even recruiting me. Mm-hmm. So no wonder why we got you. <laughs> no wonder why you're here. <laughs> when I finally uh. When I finally, you know, like the whole thing of my recruiting process happened, and I recommitted. And uh, Schmidt called me and Coach Karen. I'm like, and I was, I, I've already had played with Kyle previously at prep school. I was like, yeah, I got this, this is the place for me. And I went there. And when I committed, the amount of love that I got from the fans over like Twitter and like everyone just supporting and like, what, like welcoming was a great feeling. So I kind of just pitched that, like, listen, like it's, a, it's an at home feeling. Everyone knows you in the town and everywhere like that. And the games, like we play, we play on national TV. The games are packed. Students are always in there, loud and proud, and it's a really, really good experience. Definitely, and I know the team now is starting to turn into a little bit of uh, Putnam, Connecticut West, with <laughs> you, Kyle, and Justin now here. How is the Putnam Science Academy uh, connection kind of working its way from from um, there there know, to here? There, the Putnam is. Putnam was like I I when I got to Putnam before I even got there I had no idea what Putnam was and then I found out about it and it was it, I'm glad I went there because it was it was focused on basketball and like it helped me get you know some kind of strength and kind of how how playing you know college minutes and all the playing against bigger guys than myself and just all the other and other stuff so like Putnam you know my coaches are always going telling me oh we're going to Putnam this week and who should we go look at? And I'm like, listen, like you, you got me and you got Kyle. So you look for what you got out of me and Kyle and you'll find a player. So they're always going to Putnam. They're always telling me about it. And it's always fun. Was it important to kind of keep some players from high school and prep school that you played with to, to come to college? Um, Like I said, play, I played a whole, what, I played what, 42 games at prep school with Kyle. And that was when I first met him at prep school. I didn't know who he was. So playing those 42 games and already having that connection like when I, when he said he was going to uh, the Abanas and then I ended up committing, I'm like, well, I already have a teammate who I played 40 games with and I have a, like how he plays and I have a feel for how he plays. So it was like a plus for me. I also, it was like an added extra, like, you know, Kyle's on the cows there too. So it's an added extra. I have a player I already played with. So 
just ha- being able to play with somebody from the beginning and then going to college with them and already having that connection and I have to build a connection with them, it helped out a lot for us. Yeah, we got to thank Coach Espinosa, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Espo. Great coach. He's a really good coach. Looking ahead to, to next year, I mean, we got some new guys coming in. Um, there's also, you know, a lot, of, a lot of familiar faces, but is there any person or, or thing that people should be talking about when it comes to next season that they, they might not be recognizing right now? I mean, honestly, you can't really, like, you can never really say anything because you haven't, people haven't seen anybody play. Like, you can look at high school highlights and everything like that, but it's a whole different ball game. And I learned that the hard way coming in my freshman year. It's a whole different, like, like an atmosphere playing at the college level and playing against, like, older guys and, and everything like that. So it's all, like, you can see it. And, I mean, you got to, like, we have a bunch of new guys coming in and they're going to come in and they're going to help us out in a lot of ways. We're going to try to do some stuff. But it's just you got to see what they, what they do and how they perform and go from there. But we got some really good guys coming in. You know, the coaching staff, they go out and they find good guys and then we, we sell them to come in. So we got some really good guys coming in. Hopefully they can come in and do uh, help us uh, do some damage next year. Absolutely. I wanted to kind of give you a chance to kind of talk about some of the stuff that's been going on in recent weeks with, I mean, with the protests that we're seeing nationwide and the, and the movement for more accountability for police and just racial equality. Um whatever you feel comfortable about sharing, I just wanted to give you kind of a platform to just kind of just address whatever, whatever your thoughts are for the, right now, because this is a, this is a really trying time. I'm sure, I'm sure for uh, a lot of people I across mean, the country. I've been, you know, I've seen everything going on and like with everything that's happened in the past couple weeks, it's just, it's just, it's like, it's a sad thing to see because like this has been going on for how many years. And when it happened with, you know, Trayvon Martin and, all this other stuff like it just it's sad to see that it takes that after all that we've seen happen that stuff like this is still happening at the rate that is happening and people are seeing it and don't care and there are people who are like okay with it and honestly like i'm i'm for all the protesting as long as it's peaceful like i don't understand i don't i'm not like you know uh, supporting any of the fight like the rioting and the looting but if we're peacefully protesting and you know just trying to have our voices heard and I'm all for it. Um, but everything that's been going on, like everything that's happened for how long it's been happening for it to still go on right now and people to still have like, like racism and profiling people just by the color of their skin and think that they're better than other people. I think it's just sad that we still have to deal with that today in the world. And with everything that's going on, like they protested before and nothing happened. So like, I don't know what it's going to take for some change to actually happen. Like what is what has to happen for the to actually change and no longer be like this kind of like profiling and racism in the world. Do you, I mean, are you just hoping for, for something positive to come I'm, out of this? I, yeah. I'm hoping for you something, have? you know, someone like our government to do something or just someone's voice to be heard and they actually make a change. Like I said, I'm, I'm for the protesting. Like I said, I don't, I don't like me being African American. I don't like, you know, being half, having to worry about going out and certain in certain areas and having to like be super extra careful to not be profiled and something happened to myself or any of my siblings when I'm like, when they're out with their friends or anything like that, like I don't want to have to go through that. I don't want my siblings to have to go through that. And when I have kids, I don't want my kids to end up going through that because 
I don't want my kids to be racially profiled for the skin of their color and they have to go out and they go out with their friends and then something happens and they're the ones getting in trouble because they're the they're African-American. So I'm just hoping that someone or something positive comes from all this protesting. Like I hope that like, I want the rioting to stop, but just people protesting and hope something happens peacefully and like change happens at some point. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that that's, that's just what the reality that you and your family have dealt with, because I mean, we, 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 we talked about it a little earlier. I mean, we've ta- interacted with some of your fa- family members online. They're, they're awesome people. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a shame that that has to happen. That, that's, that, that does happen. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's very well put ocean. Thanks a lot for that uh, insight. And I, I think we can all agree, you know, protests and, and exercising our first amendment right to free speech can be, can be a good thing. And hopefully we do see some change. Um, so one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, it was, there's so many things, so many great moments from, from this past season being the 100th season. Um, I was wondering what stuck out to, stuck out to you, you know, the final four team coming back, some of the all-time greats, you know, meeting Bob Lanier, Andrew Nicholson coming back, um, getting, you know, getting to play for us in, in the 100th year and sharing some of those memories and, and looking back at the history of the school is there anything, you know, meeting any certain person, any insight shed um, onto you from some of these people that really stuck out to you? Um, honestly, just meeting the, um, the Final Four team and, and everyone like that, that whole experience, just being able to sit down with those guys and, and just hear their conversations and hear them talk and hear them joke around with each other. It, it, it was a humbling experience because, like, they – they went out there and they played together and they did whatever they had to do. And just hearing how they stayed together and like the advice they gave us on what we should do to be able to reach there. It was really humbling and being able to uh, just be in their presence, honestly, and just be able to talk to them and just like, you know, conversate with them. So it was, it was really, I think that was probably one of the, like the peaks of this year, which just being able to sit down and talk with them. And how was fighting through that injury this year with, with your knee because we saw you, you know, sometimes you were frustrated with the, the knee brace. Sometimes you didn't even <laughs> pretend like it wasn't even there. Like um, how did that process work this season? I mean, it was, it was rough. I mean, it was really, really rough. I mean, you know, first game of the year and now you want to go out there and, you know, try to, you know, start off the season with, with, as best as you can. And then you get hurt like that and then you're down and then you're like, I just got back, like, I just got back from shoulder, and I was like, okay, like, this is, now we're going to, like, fresh start, let's get, like, shoulders fine, we can play, and then the knee hurts, and then the knee goes down, and I'm out, and then it was just up, it was an up and downhill thing for me, because, like, there were some days where I was, I felt like, like you said, the brace was just, like, sometimes, like, irritating me, and sometimes, like, I just didn't feel it, and I would be perfectly fine, but just when I first got back and I first played, I just felt like happy. Like it was just, like, I felt like it was a weight off of me. Cause like, I, I hate not being able to help my team. I hate not being able to be out there and playing with them. So when I got hurt and I'm sitting and I'm sitting there on the sideline, watching us play against Vermont, watching us play against uh, Rhode Island and, and playing and, and playing against Rutgers and all the other stuff. And, and all it's like, it's just, it's, it hurts. It's sad. It pains me, but like, I was there for my team. But like I said, that the whole year was just up and down with my injuries. You know, I had the knee and then the concussion. It was just, it was a rough year for me. But I'm lucky. I'm happy and lucky. It wasn't like a crazy injury where 
I was out for the entire year. Mm-hmm. But the whole plan now is, like I said, the whole process is just to get back and try to have an injury-free season, honestly. Yeah, we're praying yeah. for your health now. How are you feeling right now? Just is it is it has it feeling it's better? Now? <laughs> it's better, you know. I've been doing rehab and stuff like that, you know, with my workouts, everything, you know, trying to keep the knee, you know, a hundred percent, and you know, keep the shoulder from ever having any problems anymore. So, my trainer's been doing, you know, an amazing job giving me exercises and everything like that. So I'm keeping, I'm keeping the body, you know, in the best shape as I can. Yeah, I remember you going down uh, early with the knee, and we, you know, we were thinking, you know, this, this looks pretty bad. Hopefully it's not anything serious, but like you said, it was something that you could, you know, come back from. And that was kind of our go-to the whole year, you know, well, we got up to a slow start. We would be not only, you know, undefeated if we had Oshun all year and, and Jaron all year, but we would have won those games by, you know, thousand mm-hmm. two two thousand points maybe or something like that. <laughs> 2,538 is my calculation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully everything's, everything's going better with, with all that stuff and we can get back and have a healthy start to the year. We've talked a lot about, you know, the basketball side of things, but I'm not sure, you know, what, what your major is. Do you have any classes that you've, you've loved to take at Bana's? Um, any, um, any good spots to go? At? What, what are your favorite spots and favorite classes? Uh, I'm sports media, so I kind of have a lot of, like, writing classes, but I just, I just had a, uh, a video production class, and that was – really like interesting for me being able to like record with a camera and edit which then the whole thing got cut short with the whole the whole coronavirus pandemic going around so we kind of got cut short but i was still able to use the software to edit but that that class is pretty fun um i love italian my time teacher she's amazing it's fun being in her class and other than that spots i kind of just you know go from like my room to the locker room I'm in the RC. I get food in the RC at the RC cafe, but I kind of really just float around from the, like the uh, the Raleigh Center to my room. Honestly, I don't really go anywhere else. You know, just basketball, school, in my room. You read my mind for the next question. I was going to say America runs on Duncan, according to some people. <laughs> when you're in the RC, what is what is Oshun running on? Like, what's what's the go-to meal in the RC go-to cafe? Meal, um, probably six tenders, a chicken Philly, and some fries. Ooh, okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the go-to meal for for me if I'm in the RC. I mean, just in general, what's campus like been life been for you? Especially, I mean, um, especially since the coronavirus. Oh, I guess before then, like, I mean, you've had time on. You've had two years on campus. Like, what's it been like? Oh, it's been fine. You know, people like people will expect you to be like when like I know a lot of my friends. They would think like, oh, you're Division One, you're Division One basketball player, and like everyone's probably like every time they see you decide to third. like it's not even like that like that's why I like this school because it's like yeah during the games everyone's like cheering for you but you're like after the games and they're like you're like I don't expect and I don't want to be like Hollywood where like I have people like following me around like I'm a normal student when I'm on campus and walking around going to class no one's like oh it's so soon it's like what's up soon how are you like hey like I'd I don't really like – that's why I like Bonas. I don't really like the big city, like, Hollywood stuff. Like, I just, like, you know, just want to play basketball, get my grades, and, and that's it. So, I'm, I'm off – like, I'm not playing basketball. I'm just a normal student, honestly. I also thought one other thing I wanted to ask you. I, I think it might have been the Duquesne victory at, down in Pittsburgh postgame video I saw. But I, I think 
uh, Dom was messing with Coach Schmidt or something. Who's who's the guy that's most likely to mess with Coach Schmidt? Because I think my guess um, is Dom, just just based on what I've seen. Who's the guy that most likely mess with Schmidt? Probably <laughs> is Kai. it fun to mess with Schmidt? <laughs> it's fun. It you have it's you have to pick your moments. Right, right. There's a time and place for everything. So right. Um, the most likely would probably be Kyle. Oh, Kyle would be the most likely, but. He has his moments where he's he's serious and he has his moments where he cracks jokes, but it's fun to mess with him sometimes when he, he does things. We, we kind of make fun of him with the things he does, like during the games or like in practice and stuff like that. He plays along, but it mainly would be Kyle, I think, in my opinion. Any well, funny Kyle moments doesn't... that you can think of? Oh, funny moments. There's Any that you can share. Let's put uh, it that way. <laughs> we kinda, it's kind of like after when we're watching film and stuff, and either that or, like, we're on, like, dinner when we land for, like, a game or something like that. Like, night before a game, we'll sit down and we'll just crack jokes with how Schmidt, like, he is, like, when he's, like, during the games, or, like, at practice or, like, what he's doing during the games or people are doing certain, certain stuff, like, his, like, his reactions and the things he does on the sideline. It's, like, funny how he's, like, always on one knee or, like, he'll turn around or he'll make a face or, like, it's just – it's it's different times and different places, but it mainly happens like at like pregame dinners the day before a game. We'll always crack our jokes with Schmidt, you know, because we don't like he he's always serious, like he's always in coach mode like during the season. But we kind of see him most likely chill pregame like the day before the game, just when he's most at his calm. But because you know game days, he's focused, you know, not joking around. He's just ready to go, get out there, and do whatever he has to do to help us get a W. Has he been a good mentor for you? Because he's oh, helped out some guys that are, yeah, he, are big guys, especially like Nicholson. He's always talking to me and like telling me like things that I have to do. And if I want to play professional, I have to do this at third. So he's, he's really helped me out a lot. And I, everything that he said, I'm always listening and I'm always trying to learn from him. Whatever he has to tell me, I'm taking it in and just going from that, you know, always just trying to be a student of the game. He's trying to be a good student, you know, listen to what he has to say because he's been in the game longer than I have. So. Whatever he tells me, I'm listening and taking it and uh, using it the best I can. Well, we uh, we definitely appreciate uh, having you having you on, Oshun. I think you know we we've wanted to have you on for a while. We think we we love watching you, like I said on the court, but we also think you know you're a, you're a great person and a great personality to have on from from everything we've seen. So we really appreciate um, you shedding your insight on some of these things. Uh, before we let you go goals for next year and the year after you got two more years um looking like you know one of the one of the better rosters we've seen thankfully um got a lot of good players so any any specific goals that you have uh, your team wise you, know, you know everyone's goal is to get to that big one you know yeah everyone's goal is to get to that big one but you know you gotta take it you know a game at a time so my first first plan is you know win that first game win the line 10 you know, try to win Lansing, try to win the A-10 tournament, get in that big dance, and, you know, from then on, you know, the whole plan, at the whole end, end game is try to win the national championship. That is everyone's goal. So, you got to take it a step at a time, a game at a time. So, that's how – that was kind of our mindset this year was, you know, take it a game at a time each week, you know, especially during conference play. We had two games a week, you know, try to get that first game, try to go 2-0 and in the week, and when you do that, focus on the next week, go 2-0 and in the week, so – for me personally, uh, you know, just to get better all around offensively, mainly, you know, I'm known for being a defensive player. So try to, you know, become a, a more of an offensive threat than what I have been, you know, work on my game. But personal stuff, you know, 
just try to make, you know, my team better, do what I can to help them, whatever, whatever that means. I'm never really into that, you know, self, you know, the, 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 um, the personal awards and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's an honor to be, you know, first team and like the all defensive team and third team and all that stuff like that. But my goal is just to help my team win. So whatever I can do to help my team win, I'm happy with. I don't, I don't really care about this, the personal goals. If I get them, you know, I appreciate it, you know, everything like that. But as long as my team is winning, then I'm happy. As long as that happens, you know, makes a lot of people happy. But we're rooting for you. Win or lose, we're all, all the way with you, Oshun. We appreciate you joining us here on SV Unfurled and Friends. Once again, Oshun, Oshuni, you already know who he is. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Give our best to the fam. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> Thanks once again to Oshun Oshuni for joining us. Not only a great player, but also a huge fan of A102K20. Now, let's talk about the possible sporting event of the summer, the basketball tournament, TBT. The Bonnies are hoping to be playing in it. Unfurled, you're very involved in this. Uh, Go ahead and explain to people, what are some of the changes that they've made to kind of go away from the different sites? Because unfortunately, we're not going to be playing in Syracuse anymore. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, they couldn't put it on like normal, but completely understandable. Uh, But they are going forward with the tournament it's going to look a lot different but you know kudos to them to putting together something that the fans can watch it like you said sporting event of the summer um we haven't had sports in the u.s in months so you i mean this is going to be on espn this will be easily the most watched tbt ever um it used to be last year uh in the previous like five years or so 64 teams eight different regions um we you know we're hopeful about being in Syracuse I think we would have been not only in Syracuse but like a top two three four seed um would have been great to have all the fans there but you know understandably that can't happen they've reduced the field from 64 to 24 teams and a lot of really good teams a lot of really good players are going to be left out because of that but um it's all going to be in one location probably in the somewhere in the Midwest, they're thinking. Um, We're still waiting to hear on that. We're recording this Friday. So, I mean, by the time this drops, they might have even announced where it's going to be at. Um, A lot of things were fluid, but it's looking like early July the tournament's going to start. And they've been really proactive, and they're going to be really strict about their guidelines for, you know, testing and quarantine. All the guys have to get tested when they get there. Uh, if if someone tests positive, the entire team's eliminated. Um, then they have a four-day quarantine. They're tested again. If everyone tests negative, um, they're good to go and they can play. And then they're going to be tested again on the way out of the tournament. So three total tests for, for all the players. Um, teams are allowed to take up to 12 people. And teams can allocate, you know, how they want to, how they want to, sort that out. So if you want to take 10 players and two coaches, you can, if you want to take 11 players and one coach, you can do that. Um, but only up to 12 people for the, uh, for the tournament for each team. 
Yeah, that testing is going to be pretty important because you got guys from coming coming from all over the world. Really, I mean, yeah, you know, we have so many guys. I, I believe Meech, Demetrius Congers in uh, in Spain, and other guys are in other parts of Europe and Asia and stuff. So that's going to be important. By the way, follow at Brown White TBT for any updates on this. Like yeah. Unfurl just mentioned, we're recording this on Friday, um, and if we hear anything in between when we put this out and um, when they decide on where the location is, be sure to follow Brown White TBT so you can find out what that's going to be. So I mentioned one player that's going to be in this Demetrius Conger class of 2013. Who else is going to be uh, on this roster? Who else are we looking at? Yeah. And, and Conger actually luckily is back in the, in the U S um, I think when he was doing that, that really cool look back with Andrew and, and Schmidt, uh, the 2012 Atlantic 10 championship, he might've been in Spain for that, but, He's back in the U.S. He's in, you know, I think like the New York, New Jersey area somewhere. Um, all of our guys that we have right now are currently in the States, which is huge because getting to the States with all the travel restrictions um, is really a pain in the ass right now, if not impossible, especially if you're not a U.S. citizen. So, you know, the seven guys that we currently have are um, they're all over the place, honestly. Um, but f- luckily, flights are flights are pretty cheap right now, aren't they? They're like a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks to fly within the U.S. So that's good. Um, we have, like you said, Conger, uh, Denzel, Greg, who's you know Syracuse native. I think he's back home in Syracuse right now. Uh, Ladarian Griffin, Matt Mobley, Marcus Posley, Courtney Stocker, Dion Wright. Uh, I think Dion and, and Mobley are out in L.A. and Stockard's in Georgia. Um, I think Griffin might be in Florida. So, you know, these guys are going to be coming from all over, but luckily, like I said, they're in the States and this is, this is a great core group of guys that we have. I mean, just those seven names, how many, how many great moments and great teams, uh, and great plays have we seen with just those seven guys over the past 10 years. So, um, fans are super excited. Keep, uh, keep spreading the word because the criteria, which I'm sure we can get, get into a little bit more, uh, fan support is number one. So we got, we feel like we can, we can check all the boxes that TBT is looking for. I think I saw somebody on Twitter earlier this week talk about like, Oh, this could be like what it was like if, uh, Mobley didn't have to red shirt and he was on the team with Posley. So he would have Adams, Mobley mm-hmm. and Posley. That seems like a uh, little bit of a lighter version of Golden State in a college. Just yeah. like all those three-point shooters just nailing from deep. Like right. We could we could even give Davidson a run for their money in terms of three-point yeah. shooting with that squad. Absolutely. Um, so how would we fare in possibly getting into this tournament? Like how does that process work? Because, I mean, I think you said 60, 68 to 24 teams is the cut down is what they've done? Or 64, 64 to, 24. to 24, yeah. Okay, so 64 to 24. So what's the selection process like? Because now it's going to be even harder. It's going to be really, really hard. There's so many good teams this year, too. Uh, Teams are consolidating, you know, like uh, two teams that may have entered with 64 are consolidating their best players into one team. So that's, I mean, it makes it really tough. Uh, But their criteria, number one, they say, is fan support. That's their number one criteria. you know, it, they love alumni teams because there's already that built-in fan base. Um, they the the fans are familiar with the players. Uh, it's kind of a known quantity. And second criteria is uh, 
they they go fan support reliability this year is huge obviously because they want guys who are reliable and who can get there um who are committed to this you know the testing and the quarantine and playing and then getting tested again so i mean reliability is huge this year as is fan support and then third is honestly the 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 quality of the roster the talent level so that's you know that that's still really big they want to put the best players out there but you know they they say their their criteria is fan support reliability and then quality of the team so i mean you look at our team fan support is huge i, I don't think there's a more passionate fan base in the whole country pound for pound when it comes to college basketball than St. Bonas. So if, I mean, if we get left out, it's kind of tough for them to say their criteria was fan support. Number one, if it was then with the roster we're putting together, we feel like we should be in. Um, Our guys are fully committed. Um, These are guys who are ready to show up. Some of these guys committed. I, I was talking to looking back and, I think I had talked to like Mobley and Stockard way back in October about this. So they've known about it. It's been on their radar for a long time. Obviously with all the changes going on, we had to kind of reconnect with them and and go over. We had a team meeting on zoom to go over all the criteria and all the new rule changes and the date changes and location and everything just to make sure everyone was still on board. And they are like, these guys are fully committed. They want to play. They're pumped to get back out there and wear our colors again and, and play together. So the first two boxes, uh, fan support and reliability, both check marks for us. And then team quality. I mean, we have a group of guys who are playing at super high levels in the primes of their careers. Some of them Um, we know I don't even have to go down the list and tell you how skilled these guys are. We've seen it. No. Um, And, you know, we're we're still just trying to add maybe one or two more pieces, you know, a, a solid ball handler uh someone who can distribute we don't really have a a true point guard or a true big five you know a size guy um so two more additions like that and i think our our roster will be really tough to deny especially with you know how we have a known quantity of fan support and we have a a group of really reliable guys who are in the u.s and fan support how how is that like really quantified because it's not like there's not gonna be any fans at these games right so it's a little different yeah, I mean, uh, they, they like I said, they love alumni teams, but um, I, I think they know what Bonas brings to the table as far as fan support. Um, they they type up our little profile on our profile page. If you go to TBT or the tournament dot com and go to our page, um, the first line: Only in New York may be a small town in Western New York, but it's home to one of the most passionate fan bases in all of college basketball. <laughs> that's what yeah, they. Right. I, I didn't type that up. They typed that up. Like that's what the TV. Are you said. sure? I yeah. I. <laughs> well, I know. Um, I know you didn't type it up because you would have like, said that Bonas yeah. is an Only, and you would have said Allegheny, or right. you would have said Saint Bonaventure. And just, yeah, and as its own there. designation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Census designated place. Get it right. <laughs> I got called out. One of my graphics said like Riley Center, only in New York, and someone was like, "It's not an only in." I'm like, "Uh, yeah, okay. Well, it's it's I, right I there. Know, it's the I know. Biggest but... city. Like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Like, there's. I get more offended when somebody, like, a certain somebody in Buffalo sports media, calls us the rack. Now that's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Shout out to Sal Capaccio. <laughs> Doesn't Rutgers actually play in the rack? 
Yeah, that's why I thought it was funny because I think yeah. that was wasn't that the game before we played them or I something so. or the game after? Yeah. It was right around when we played them. We're like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, you're calling us the rack. Like he apologized for it afterwards. So I hey. saw him in the RC cafe, kind of bumped, accidentally bumped into him. Get while really I was getting, getting a rap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you order? I don't know. He was going to get a cup of coffee. Probably oh, okay. a long night at the State King or something. <laughs> him and Doctor G. Yeah. Throwing him back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably at uh, like Applebee's or something. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, uh, point being, like TBT, like I said, that's their first sentence is talking about our fan support. So if that truly is their number one criteria, they're going to give us as serious a look as they possibly can. We're like top four in registered fan supporters. I'm looking at it right now. We're actually at 299. So by the really? time this airs, we're going to be at 300 fan supporters. Um, that's, that's a lot on this site, you know, uh, that's big. Cause aren't there yeah. like teams like, like, isn't there like best Virginia, like West Virginia alums and like Ohio state and mm-hmm. other teams like that? Like there's some big football schools that we're going against with that fan support. Yeah, but they're big football schools, so they don't really care about basketball. True. Um, true. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they do have basketball fans, but football comes first for them. So, you know, like the way I was thinking of it. If Ohio State, Carmen's crew, they're probably the best team in this, at least that's announced so far. They won the whole thing last year. What percentage of Ohio State alums do you think are going to watch the TBT? Oh, my God. I can't can't even imagine how many alums they actually have. Uh, Probably a lot. But percentage-wise, I mean, you know, people are going to watch it because, you know, we haven't had sports in a while. But the point being, like, a huge – I think the – largest percentage of alumni fans that are going to watch their team is going to be St. Bonaventure, you know, like by far. By the way, it says here that Ohio state has approximately 500,000 living alumni. So yeah. if you get 1% of that, like that's, that's, that would be ridiculous. Even if they did have that many people watching. Right. For Ohio state. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Yeah, I mean, like, Syracuse has 78 fans on here. West Virginia has 88. Not that this is, like, what they necessarily look at to quantify fan support. But it helps. But It it, helps when you're only talking about 24 teams. For sure, 24 teams, it's whatever sets you apart. So it's been been over four years since the snub, so we don't need another snub. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we don't need a second Joe Castiglione in our lives, right? And we have... You know, we have we have hot, we have people in power at, at ESPN. Maybe you know, maybe they uh, maybe they make some calls. I don't. Woj isn't doing anything right now. Like, there's no NBA news going on right now. No, they just announced that there's going to be a 22 game, uh, I know, a 22 I'm, team playoff. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Woj has been like crushing this whole like new oh, format yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, that was that was sarcasm for people who you know, people like me don't have the radar going. <laughs> but yeah, like Chris Laplaca, like these. We have we have high ups at ESPN. Make make the calls, people. Get That's us in. True. That's true. Yeah, put the thumb on the scale yeah. there. Make some threats <laughs> if you have to. You know, we like our guys would. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I may <laughs> know a guy in, uh, near Lake Chautauqua that might uh, own some cinder blocks. If you know what I'm saying. Oh no, I don't. What's what's that? Chautauqua? You know? No. Okay. Never Is mind. that Schmidt? Uh, no, I'm not gonna say. Oh no, Schmidt's a Cuba Lake guy, not Chautauqua Lake. So, yeah, like I mentioned a little earlier, hopefully we're not looking at another snub. The Bonnies won't get snubbed from one other tournament, though. And this tournament 
is going to be literally a blast from the past unfurled. Go ahead. Let the people know what's happening. The Bana Cup 2020. The Bana Cup 2020. It's going to be probably the greatest tournament of all time, uh, simulation or live sports. Um, it, It will pit the best of the best Bana teams of all time against each other in a 12-team tournament on 2K simulated and commentated by the fourth now best podcast host in Bana, in the Bana bubble. Um, we failed the fourth? Yeah. No, there's a, there's apparently a new one out there who's number one. So we are oh, down. Yeah. We're down to fourth now. But number, number one in his mind, number like 285th and like, followers right <laughs> yeah, i don't know maybe it's i have no idea maybe uh, no. this is just what i heard but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have 12 teams uh brought to you by the you know we were crowned saviors i mean we were crowned um heroes back during the atlantic 10 tournament that didn't happen because we brought closure to the a10 community and we did a great job you did a great job um Oshun was loving it. We had tons of tons of people, tons of viewers. We saw Fordham beat Duquesne, but that's neither here nor there. Um, This is going to be incredible. This is all all St. Bonaventure teams, and we aren't. We're going to have our own selection show. We're going to announce twelve teams, the greatest teams in Bona history. It's been a hundred years. You know, you've seen all the lists that that have come out you've seen the highlight videos you've seen you know a, a tournament of best jerseys um all-time teams everyone went all out for the first 100 years we're capping it off with the greatest tournament of all time um hands down uh we're gonna find out who really is the best bonnet team of all time and you're gonna get to see maybe matchups like Marcus Green versus Jay Adams or J.R. Bremer against like Tom Stiff. Maybe you'll see Andrew Nicholson against Bob Lanier. Maybe you'll see, maybe you'll see Lee Corkery from the 1952 team, a role player, role playing Lee Corkery um, matched up against David Capers. We, I mean, you don't, you just don't know. This is going to be fantastic. We're going to see a lot of old names. Um, and I mean, we're going to, we're going to bring the heat with this thing. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll have some special guests on for, for the broadcasting. I don't know if that 1970 team is going to make it though. I, I I feel like they might, they, they might not make the cut. I don't think they're one of the 12 best teams in Bonaventure history. We've been talking <laughs> about them a little bit too much this year. You know, I mean, good for, them. I think. good for them for coming back to the RC this year to watch us completely destroy Hofstra. But <laughs> I mean, this is, these are the, there's been a lot of great teams in Bond history. Who knows if they make it? Who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe they're a little overrated. I don't know. Or maybe they get in, maybe they sneak in off the bubble and they get some closure on what would have happened if if Big Bob didn't go down. Yeah. Maybe they'll have to go through the play in route like we did in 2018. Now, if you aren't familiar with like all the 2K stuff that we have been doing, these uniforms are going to be like, exact replicas of what they played in mm-hmm. the players are going to look almost as accurate as they can be made in 2k now there are right. some limitations but we we try especially unfurled tries as hard as we can to uh make them accurate and where are the games going to be played is the question 
Ooh, do we announce this now? We could. Um, I think we can. Yeah, I think we can give not? this at the very end. We can give this. If you've been listening to this entire thing, you deserve this. <laughs> this is a huge scoop that we're, we're laying out there. But, I mean, the Bonnies have had, I think, only three home courts, home arenas in their 100 years. Um, the Olean Armory, Butler Gym, and the Riley Center. So... You know, 2K, we we have we have mastered 2K. Let me just say that. Normal, mostly you. I mean, I've done pretty well. Yeah. The thing is, it's not actually playing 2K; it's customizing 2K. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've played not... a game of 2K <laughs> in like months. Yeah, we're not even playing; we're just making <laughs> stuff happen. Um, yeah. I mean, the normal, the you know, the 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 peasant 2K players would only be able to play in like NBA arenas or the the generic NBA arenas that they give you. We know how to, we know how to modify this to give you Butler gym, to give you the, the dark and dingy and smoky Olean armory <laughs> and the Riley center, which will again be sponsored by the Shanghai sharks. Yeah. So, in an alternate universe when the uh, Chinese government takes over <laughs> Western New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're going to be playing games in those three arenas. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome to see these guys because it's like in I, I think the atmosphere will be really cool. Butler Jim doesn't even have any fans, but we're going to be announcing it and commentating it. So um, I know you're against pumping in crowd noise. <laughs> so we're not going to I mean, that. we could we can make a slight concession for that one just because it's, you know, it's a very special moment. The Bonna Cup. I think this will be incredible. Mm-hmm. I think I think this will help people get through to hopefully um, the time when the TBT does tip off. Right. Yeah, and based on our schedule, uh, if everything goes as planned, this will go right up to right up to when the TBT is about to start. So we want this to be spread out for it'll be eleven games, you know, single elimination. Um, it'll be spread out over three weeks, you know, only one game at a time. So I mean, you guys, I I think people are gonna like it, and we might put out some betting lines. Who knows? Ooh, let's. Let's let's talk about that one later because that's that well, might have I been mean, where we ran into some issues last time. No, it won't be. Uh, you know, it won't be for any current. It won't be for current teams. In the words of our one of our uh, greatest influences, the Lebatard Show, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even know how to set lines on this stuff. Like how how would I possibly do that? It is interesting to see. Like, how would a team from nineteen 19- you know, 61 or 62 fair against some of the modern, modern day teams. It's tough to rank these guys and we try to do our best job. I mean, I hope there's no blowouts, but there might be. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to find out, but I mean, especially with a three point shot. And so we'll, yeah. we'll get into that oh, when yeah. you listen to the, uh, right, when right. you look at the, uh, we'll talk about that on the uh, selection show, but basically yeah. we're there, there are some modifications based on, you know, different eras because the three point shot wasn't around for the 1970 team, for yeah. instance. So we've got some, we've got some things in mind to how to make this uh, a level playing field. Yeah. The center on one of these older rosters was like six, five. So they <laughs> might have some trouble. So size, a little athleticism disadvantage against some of the modern teams. But hey, I mean, we'll see. Exactly. Well, thank you all so much for joining us here. Bonacommenter, commenter, SP Unfurled. Follow us both on Twitter at Brown White TBT for all those TBT updates. Uh, check out for SB Unfurled. We're going to be having the selection show for this Bonacup Cup coming out this week. And then, of course, it all tips off. When is it again? 
Monday, Monday, it's, June fifteenth, yeah. right? If everything goes to plan, we get all this done in time. We're yeah, we're hoping to selection show the fourteenth, tip off the fifteenth. There we go. And we'll be putting out some other info about this to get you guys excited for it. Thank you all for joining us. That's all the trouble in the world.